Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Welcome back to the Servants of Grace theology segment. On today's episode, one of our listeners writes in, they want to know why theology is for all of life. Well, last week, I answered the question, what is theology? And some about how do we engage in theology? And so now this question, why is theology, will become very, it's very important to answer this question because um, it's a, it's a question of equal importance and not lesser importance to those other questions. Well, the other two questions, they provide a framework for understanding the theological task and the purpose of theology. The question, why is theology for all of life, drives our theology into our lives in a profound way. It may be thought, well, theology is for the head, but theology is not only for the head. It's also, as Dr. Joel Beek argues in his very fine and excellent first volume of his Systematic Theology with Paul Smalley, for the head, the heart, and the hands. Theology, as Dr. Beeky and Paul Smalley argue, and so does the Reformed tradition, is for all of life. See, theology is not only intellectual at its best and finest, it's also rigorous in its precision and articulation of biblical truth. Even so, theology is eminently practical, and also at the same time theological. Practical does not diminish the reality of theology, It fuels and empowers the practice of theology. You see, theology is a study of God, and so knowing God isn't limited to knowing certain facts about God as if theology were merely an intellectual exercise. Knowledge of God from his word, love for God, and his people are the aims of theology. And so the very act of worshiping the Lord is theological. Jesus states in John 4, 24, that the kind of worship that he finds acceptable is worship that is in spirit and truth. Whatever takes supreme priority in our lives, it reveals our theology. For example, if we esteem sports over the the regular gathering of the people of God on Sunday, then that reveals something of our theology of worship. If we fail to love our spouse intentionally and faithfully, that reveals something of what we think about the Bible's teaching on marriage. What our worship reveals ultimately about us is how we view the the revealed character of God in the Word of God. And when God's people gather to worship him, they are doing the very thing that they're created to do, which is to worship him. Theology deepens worship, which is why worship is practical and relevant to all of life, as all of our lives are before the face of God. I I say all the time on social media, I love my wife. My wife is my best friend and the love of my life. I know my wife and she knows me. And over years of marriage, we've gotten close in our friendship, and I'm, I'm so very, very thankful for that. But I also have friends that I know that love me, and I know them. But our friendship is, is at more or less a surface level. We appreciate each other, but we don't know each other that well. Then I have a group of very close friends who I can share very openly and honestly about the frustrations of life with. These friends pray for me. They encourage me. But neither they nor my wife meets my absolute daily need for the grace of God. What I'm describing here is the different ways we go about we know others, each other in our lives, from our spouse to our various friends, and how we even know them. 
But supremely, there is the Lord God who cuts across all of these boundaries and into our very lives. He knows us through and through, and there is no faking him out or minimizing his role in our lives because he knows the very hairs on our head. He searches our hearts. He knows the thoughts that we think before we even think them. And so it's a theological statement to say I love my wife, but it is equally a theological statement to say I love God because such statements arise from Scripture themselves. Sometimes we we may not always see the direct connections between specific convictions For example, the procession of the Spirit or even specific practices feeding hungry people. Even so, theology is eminently practical because it's grounded in and shaped by the Word of God to affect our practice in our lives. You see, theology is for loving God and it's for loving others and it's for serving them with the love of God. Local churches are to be careful what they teach from the Word of God because what they believe and how how it relates to people of God is absolutely critical. Theology is for the church, and that means to remain faithful to the Word of God. We must not only have the right theology from the Word, but implement right practices from the Word. Theology is a servant to be used as a vehicle that carries people from one place to the next to grow in grace. Theology in this way is a vehicle that enables pastors and ministry leaders to to equip and to serve the people of God. We use theology to encourage one another. Theology itself, I mean, encouragement itself, is theological, as is all communication. And so when we encourage somebody, we're noticing the Lord's work in that person and specifically drawing attention to it. And so in this way, encouragement is theological, but it's also practical. The theology drives the encouragement, not the encouragement, the theology. Theology is fueled by the right convictions from the Word, which enables the right practice of encouraging one another. Sometimes Christians get a bad rap about questions. I answer questions, both on this podcast and for a website called Christianity.com. If questions are asked by others, it's thought, well, you have to be an expert to answer those, and there's truth to that. But not all experts know the answers either, if they're honest. For example, I answer, as I've said, and you know, questions on this podcast. And and several times a month, I also answer questions for a website called Christianity.com in article format. Answering people's questions in this way makes me viewed by people as I am the answer guy and that I know everything. But that's not true. When questions come in, I have to study or even have to read up on the various issues raised by the questions I receive or even think about them to answer them well from Scripture. Questions are good because they can lead to greater understanding for both the person asking and the person answering. There is an inherent danger in asking questions, because we can ask questions for the wrong reasons. For example, an evolutionist comes to the Bible to prove their view of science and their worldview. And when they do that, they prioritize their presuppositions to find conclusive answers that the Bible doesn't support. And such an engagement isn't from a place to learn what what the Bible says, it's to question the Bible and to receive affirmation from Scripture about what it doesn't teach. Evolutionists then come to the Bible not from a place to ask legitimate questions, nor submit to the covenant God, but from a place of unbelief. Questions are to be rooted in the truth of Scripture and good historical theology. The Bible reveals God, and so to know God, we must believe that God has revealed himself in the 66 books that constitute the Word of God. By doing so, we are coming to the Bible to ask questions of the biblical text. To ask good questions of the biblical text 
engages in right and sound hermeneutics to discover all the Bible means and to grow in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus. So good theology affects our ability to ask good questions. But theology is also practical because it helps us to know the Lord deeper, to experience greater transformation, and to engage in more effective ministry in the local church. And so theology is enriched when we ask good questions of the biblical text and we wrestle with questions where it's not clear how those questions connect to the issues of our daily life. You see, sound theology leads to sound living. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Servants of Grace Theology segment. And my prayer is that the Lord richly bless you as you dive in and you learn to fall in love with the Word and with good and sound theology so that your life, so that in your life you might experience transformation and growth and godly character by the grace of God. Until next time, may our Lord richly bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.